Hi, everybody. Thank you for downloading the podcast and for supporting the show. You are listening to Extreme Restraints University. Are you sure? <laughs> so, yay. Hey, welcome to another episode of Extreme Restraint University. We are really glad you could join us today. Uh, as always, myself, Ian Rath, Aiden Starr, and we've got the amazing Pierre Noir again. So, as I say every month, what are, what are we talking about this time, Aiden? Um, the therapeutic value of BDSM. Ah, BDSM as therapy. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. Um, I know something about it. You know something about it. Kira. Kira was invited because she knows something about it also. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I hope so. I use it in a way that's not exactly... I, I don't do it regularly as therapy, um, but there have been a lot of times in my life where if I'm struggling to let certain emotions out entirely, um, it's a really great way to have like a kind of cathartic release. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to be in contact with a lot of really experienced doms and subs who can help guide me on doing that in a safe, sane, consensual kind of way so I don't actually get hurt. Yeah. Well, I would also think it's good for just getting your getting you out of yourself for a moment mm -hmm. uh so if you're struggling with the day uh you your your brain is spinning out uh that's what my partner and i use it for when her brain is spinning out a little bit she'll like i need a little collar time and what she means by that is she'd like some impact play or a little ds not necessarily a two-hour scene but just something to something to get over the hump of the day let's say yeah something to calm her mind because it's spinning out. And I think there's a, there's a lot of stuff to spin out about currently going on in the universe. So. No, especially like if you're feeling frustrated, um, I feel like it's a good way to either distract or release. Um, and you can, I, like, when doing it by myself, it's more of a thing of either giving me something else to think about Mm -hmm. Or if, like, I'm the type of person where I'm kind of all or nothing with my emotions. Either I'm, like, constantly spilling out everything to everyone all the time, or, like, I have a really hard time talking about anything. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just, like, give an example. Whenever you first uh, talk to me about this and, like, talking about BDSM as a form of therapy, um, the very first thing that came to my mind was one of the worst things that I've ever had to work through was um, a couple of years ago, one of my friends committed suicide and I just was completely closed off from everybody. I didn't know how to process it. Um, and then coincidentally, I had a couple of kink.com scenes for a couple of days afterwards. Um, and I didn't cry about what happened until I had my scene. And it was basically a thing where I really trusted the, the person that I was doing it with. It was uh, with the Pope. Um, and I asked, I kind of like kind of gave him the really light version of what happened. I didn't tell him everything that was going on with me, but I told him like, I'm really upset about something else and I want to cry, but I kind of can't right now. So can we test my limits and I will not like be the martyr or make you go too far, but I would like to feel something else. That way I can cry about that and kind of just let it go. Um, and it worked out perfectly. Like I had a really great scene with him. It was both enjoyable and gave me that release that I felt like I needed. Um, so yeah, that's the, the main thing that I think of when I think of this, but it's, it's something that I, I keep doing um, ever since then. Like if I'm really upset about something, I don't want to like complain about it to friends or I don't want to, uh, I'm having a hard time really expressing those emotions. Um, I'm, I like pain, even though I'm, I have a low pain tolerance. So it's, it gives me a good way to cry about something else. If that makes any sense. You have a low pain tolerance? I, I feel like I do compared to some other stuff I've seen. Um, it's like, I like pain even, but I, I feel like I can't really, stuff still really hurts. <laughs> like, sure. Okay. Stuff, but, but it's like more of a thing where I'm, I'm not. Like, oh, that was nothing. Like, I, I, it still really, really, really hurts. And I like the fact that it really, really hurts because it gives me something to scream about. I see, I see, I see. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. let's clarify things. Because I'm like, you and I have done really heavy pain stuff and you've been totally fine with it and enjoyed it. I see, you, it, it really, that's that's what you're, you're saying mm -hmm. is a pain tolerance, that you, yeah. you feel it. Um, mm -hmm. 
you still feel all the pain and somebody with a higher pain tolerance would feel less pain. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Here's, the, here's the interesting thing about that that I don't think most people get in, until they've been doing this for quite a while is that Kira's experience, it's let's say I spank Kira, okay? And I spank somebody else. Maybe they can go harder, but they both go to the same emotional space. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's not how hard you do it, it's what's a good place for them to have that interaction at. So there's, you know, clover clamps or nipple clamps, there's tweezer clamps or nipple clamps, which are far lighter. So we can put, let's say, clover clamps on you and you're like, yeah, that's great. Somebody else, they can do the tweezers and go, I go to the exact same space Kira goes to. Mm -hmm. It's not the amount of pain, it's how your body processes it. Sure. And I, I think that's what a lot of people don't figure out when they, when they are first in the scene and first playing with somebody. It's like, well, I can go really hard with this person. Why can't I go hard with you? It, the different pain receptors, the way their body process is different. They're getting just it's as much so enjoyment out of it. It's so subjective and circumstantial. All, all play scenes are. The yeah. idea that one like um, mapped out way to do BDSM, like besides the safety uh, training is, is not true. Like there's so many different ways to do it and so many different ways to interpret each experience. Yeah. Well, when I first started seeing uh, my partner, she, uh, we had a talk about this, and she was like, I do not like being spanked. I'm like, okay, totally cool. I'm not going to spank you. Well, come to find out, the people who had spanked her in the past just had gone hell-bent for leather, spanked the fuck out of her. Bad at it. Bad at it. Beat yeah. her ass, and she's like, no, don't like it. So, you know, really slowly over, like, the course of a year, she's like, could, could you spank me a little? So, and now she loves it. She can actually orgasm from being spanked. And it's like- A lot of people can. Yay for you. But if you just go at people like crazy, you're not playing to their ability. You're let's say playing to where you want to play to, which is not where everybody wants to play. You can go at people like crazy if you have a pre-existing relationship and you've talked about that and that's how you do it. Otherwise, yeah. it should never be your default. That's completely insane. Yes. And honestly weird. Um, obviously, Kira, when Kira does heavy BDSM scene, she plays, she only plays with people who are very experienced tops. Mm -hmm. And I would suggest any submissive um, play with somebody who's a very experienced top if you're doing a very heavy scene. You know, play with the most experienced person that you have access to. And then if you have a partner that you're bonded to that's your primary, play with that experienced person together until y'all learn how to do things yourself. Right. And um, I just recently had to turn somebody down for doing this exact thing of like BDSM stuff for therapy because they were feeling really, really badly. And they like had heard me talk about this kind of thing before. Um, and they wanted me to basically like beat the shit out of them so they could feel better. And I tried to like, okay, well, let's start slow and let's do the small stuff first and figure out where your boundaries are. And they're like, oh, I don't have any boundaries. I just want you to beat the shit out of me. And I'm like, nope, I'm not gonna do it then. Cause that's just, that's dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. And you can't and it doesn't work for you either. Yeah. Um, and like, it's also just something that I'm not comfortable with exactly. Like I like topping, but only in like really, I like the slow buildup. I don't like to just like start super, super heavy, even if that's what that person's into. That's just not what I like to do because I'm always terrified of like hurting somebody. Yeah, um, you know, so the funny, the, the thing is when I hear somebody say, um, a submissive say, I have no boundaries. What I'm really hearing is I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you have boundaries. Yeah. Regardless. And if you don't think you do, you haven't found the boundaries yet, which is why you should yeah. start small and then work your way up so you can figure out where that line is. Yeah. <laughs> When it comes to BDSM stuff and people starting out very often, their eyes are bigger than their stomach. Yeah. Um, that's Pretty much. What I see. Um, and, and you know, it just it depends. They, they don't know what the realm of possibilities are. They don't know what their limits are because they haven't sort of themselves yet. Um, so it's actually more common than not for people when they're new to say, I don't have any limits, do whatever you want to me because they're offering themselves in a submissive fashion um, and they're trusting that you're not going to the top isn't going to abuse that, um, the trust that they're offering up. So I think it's actually, they don't know what they're talking about, but I think it's actually really nice. Um, I've kind of come around to liking it a little bit more because I've been playing with so many strangers online mm -hmm. um, since quarantine started. 
And um, a lot of them have no experience. And I say, well, what are your goals and limits? And they say, I don't know what my goals are. And I don't have any limits at all. And so um, for me, yes, in RAF, they don't know what they're talking about. But it, in, on some level, it's kind of endearing. They're so enthusiastic and so willing to trust. And they're so willing to put the trust in someone else that it's, it's, it's sweet in a way. It, you know, it's dangerous. And don't say that. Like, don't say to people, um, I have no limits. That's a very bad idea. And it's a bad way to communicate. But that's typically where the conversation goes next. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're, we're going to stop playing for a second, but I can give you some advice. Like, you don't want to do that going forward. Like, if, you know, if you, if you want to know how to express yourself and you don't know, this is what you should say as like, you know, an intro that, you know, just some things that submissives can say that they can then build their own um, language and rhetoric upon that's personal to themselves. Um, yeah, I think it would be a little nicer to say, I don't know, I, I don't know what my limits are currently, but I'm willing to, I trust you enough to help me find them. Yeah, and, and, and the expression of that vulnerability is the point at which they are looking for the therapeutic value of the yeah. You don't have that point of vulnerability or access to that in yourself. You can't really achieve a therapeutic value of sexual interaction. Um, you have oh. to be willing to open yourself up. You have to be willing to examine the darker parts of your emotional um, aspects. And that takes a certain amount of vulnerability, which is why I think it's kind of sweet. Like, yeah, it's dumb. But like it's also really sweet because they're they're expressing themselves in, in a way that so I kind of well, I think we could I think we could break BDSM uh, as therapy down to really two basic uh, sets. One would be uh, uh, more like impact play or physical attributes uh, that you're doing, and the other would be let's say dominance aspects or humiliation, which would be completely different. I mean, you can intertwine the two, but humiliation play as therapy, yeah, sure. I know a lot of people that do it, but you can also do the physical portion also as So you're therapy. saying physical or mental, because yeah. right there you said, um, as, like, sadomasochism and humiliation, and I think, like, um, when I think of the therapeutic value of BDSM for me, um, I have most often participated in a heavy bondage and forced orgasm dynamic that has a minimal protocol um, for DS and almost no sadomasochism because I know so many women who are interested in being tied up and, or and orgasming but not being humiliated and not right. um, experiencing sadomasochism. Um, so it's interesting that you line them that way. Um, what I heard you say was more of a physical release for more uh, a social um, standpoint, like humiliation would be like social. Well, I, I think it's whatever somebody needs. What's going to get them but out of themselves? Them, that way to release themselves, yeah. What's, what's a good way for them to release themselves? Is it doing a humiliation scene? Is that is that going to really uh, be good for them? Or is it yeah. getting tied up in orgasm? Or is mm -hmm. it a straight pain scene? What do you, or a, little, a little, mix, little mix of everything. I feel like that's where the stereotype of the businessman who likes being called a little bitch in bed comes from, where it's like sometimes you want to be able to work through something else in your life by like completely flipping the power dynamic. Like sometimes yeah. people who feel like they have to take on so much responsibility want to feel like they're giving up power. And sometimes people who feel like they have no power and that they don't really have a say in their own life want to have complete control over what's going on in the bedroom. So yeah, everybody has different needs and wants with this kind of stuff. Um, but I feel like it's just a really good release. And just, I keep, I know I keep saying this word, but it's a really great word for this. It's fucking cathartic. Um. <laughs> it is. No, it is a great word for it. But don't you find here that if, if, not in work, because work's a totally different animal, but in your personal life, that if you want to do a scene with somebody, whether it's your partner or somebody you're having, let's say, a three- three, a six week relationship with or something that you really need to communicate your needs mm -hmm. and really have a, a good long discussion maybe before, after, and maybe even kind of sort of during if you're not doing a, whole, a, a, a high protocol scene. Mm -hmm. um, that's just where the safe and sane part comes in. Yes, but I want to hear everybody say it. Yeah. I want um, everybody on board with this concept of peer-to-peer -peer communication and being mm -hmm. honest about their needs and desires. 
yes you don't want to accidentally go too far you don't want to like force somebody to do something that they're not comfortable with um you don't want to be in a place where you make things worse um because you weren't being really clear about what you wanted and yeah how during the scene um and they know you said that you say uh you didn't want me to talk about like work versus versus personal um but i'm really lucky where everybody that i've done kink scenes with have been people that i really like personally so it's one of the reasons why kink scenes are some of my favorite things to do. I don't have to act. I can be extremely clear and honest about what's happening um, in front of the camera and like in between cuts. Um, so it, it just makes it so I can feel safe enough to say I want to do this thing, like whether it's a certain type of way of talking to me or a certain kind of pain thing, um, and know that that person will keep checking in with me on my comfort level and how very, very important. I, I, I think one of the real important things is, is that, so if you're working with a highly trained professional, let's say, yeah. so, and they're doing maybe 200 scenes a year, okay? Oh, okay, and, I see what you mean now. For their, they, you, know, you learn a huge skill set very quickly, and you probably, let's just use the word apprenticed for a while, and you've watched mm -hmm. everybody, and you get a good rhythm and a vibe and knowledge of what's going on. The, the thing that's interesting is most private people, maybe they'll do, what, one scene a month with their partner? And, and so there's, there's a, they, it takes a lot longer to learn. Yeah, but it's, it's better to do it that way. Um, it's better. That's what I'm saying if you're, if, you're, if you're playing privately with people. Oh, yeah. Okay, communicate, talk, mm -hmm. set everything out. Be really honest about yourself. I mean, mm -hmm. even before, you, you know, when you go to work, um, you have negotiations and everybody sits down and talks and mm -hmm. you have that nice round table discussion. Let's say, Hey Kira, how you doing today? What do you feel like? And you go, Oh, my nipples are a little, a little, a little sensitive today. I prefer not to do nipple stuff. And they go, totally cool. Not a problem. Mm -hmm. um, that's absolutely how it should be. Whether you're experienced, whether you're not, whether you've been doing it for a long time, whether you've been only doing it for a little bit, it, you should always talk as much as possible about what's going to happen before what's happening during and then how you feel after too and like what you want, what you've got out of what just happened. Yeah. And let's not forget the all important, what's it, what's it called afterward? Oh, uh, aftercare. Yes. Let's not, in, in, let's not, hmm? uh, let's not forget that. I mean, you just can't finish up and like, go, I'm going to go to the hilarious leading question of all time. Just as a heads up, that was really funny. <laughs> and what's that called? And what's that called? The day show is brought to you by a letter X. You know what? That was my favorite part of BDSM when I first started experimenting. Um, it was like my reward at the end if I was able to do things right. And it's I'm a good at two shoes. So if I was able to like do all the things correctly and I was able to go a little further than I did last time, then I got all the cuddles and love and affection at the end. It felt like that's what I was working towards. <laughs> Well, I don't think it's really quite right for people. So they do a scene with their partner, they play with their partner in some regard, and then mm -hmm. they kind of finish up and it's like 30 seconds of kissy time and are you okay? And then they're off to do something else. Mm -hmm. You know, what, get a beer, make a drink, get a cup of coffee, go mow the lawn or something. It's like, no, no, now's the time for some deep, intimate connection and mm -hmm. spend a little bit of time there and really 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 bond with each other yeah just because the the play part is over doesn't mean that you're done um you definitely have to make sure that everybody is followed up on and make sure that you give them if they need cuddles give them cuddles if they need to talk and discuss like so how is that <laughs> That's well i think it's the same thing with even if you're going to participate in vanilla sex yeah you know you're just not going to bust a nut and go thanks babe gotta go unless that's your thing <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm I gonna... feel like you should rest in that and then go mow the lawn. I mean, what are you good <laughs> Unless it's like, hey, you came, now get out. Yeah. Which can be kind of fun too. You know, but then really. even then, like you have to be, you, that person knows that's about to happen. <laughs> like you guys are both wanting that to happen. I don't think that that's a real dynamic. I think that's a fantasy dynamic that we play at. Oh yeah. my God. I've had an, a two hour long, not, argument or debate exactly but just super long discussion where we were trying to convince each other to switch points with somebody who 
absolutely insisted that they had a play partner that had no limits with them and didn't need aftercare and was just their slave. And I was like, no, that is your fantasy. If at any point they were to say, hey, I am not okay with this, let's do something different. The only good answer to that would be, okay, let's talk about this. There's no like, that you can have the fantasy of, you know, there's no limits. You have to still talk about it. <laughs> I'll allow me to validate you by saying that you are correct. <laughs> um, and and this is not a debate i understand that this person was debating you and that's nice mm -hmm. um but it's that's not open for debate that is one of the rules of safe sane and consensual is that mm -hmm. there are things that are fantasy realm and throwing someone away after playing with them is a fantasy idea yes um, yeah. if you have a pre-existing relationship and that is what you're doing and you've talked about things and that's what you want to do with the other person, that's totally fine. Yeah. And you are doing it in a commercial setting and they, the pe person has to leave at the end after a shorter truncated amount of aftercare and that's what you've agreed on with them, that's fine. But there has to be a discussion, you're right. And the minute that that changes, there needs to be that room for both people to address that there will be a change in their dynamic and there needs to be that peer to peer. And what you're talking about is somebody who doesn't have a peer-to-peer -peer dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, so basically with, with his side, he said, oh, of course, if they ever said that they wanted to change things, of course I would, they would just never ask. And I'm like, yeah, but that yeah. means you have the fantasy of that. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there, are people, there are people that have abandonment fantasies or abandonment mm -hmm. issues that they're trying to work mm -hmm. through. And, and I, have, I have dabbled in like abandonment fantasy scenes, but because of what we talked about time dilation is mm -hmm. let's say you finish scene that's like and and there and i'm leaving and you mm -hmm. walk out so 30 seconds to them is going to be a really long time so give it so what i've done is you know give it like 35 seconds a minute and a half and then walk back in and go hi i really didn't abandon you how did that emotionally feel? No, I'm here yeah. for you because I love you and care about you and I, I would not do that to you. But you wanted to feel abandoned. Did you feel abandoned? Yes, I felt abandoned. Okay, you're not really abandoned. Unless There's you want me to leave and then I'll abandon you again. <laughs> There's this manga um, that I read when I was, a couple of years ago, I cannot remember the name of it now, but it was about a guy who was really, really into BDSM and he had this uptight friend and she found all of his gear one day and it turns out that she wanted to explore that. And so they started like doing little scenes together. And one of the things that they did, um, they had like, she had like another uptight friend who like wanted to do a scene with them just to make sure like no funny business was going on. So it was the setup anyway. No, there will uh, be so funny business going on. That's the whole point. <laughs> Because um, it was all like, it was no sex. It was all like just play. Um, so she was like, try, like the, the concept was her friend was trying to make sure that the guy wasn't going to like fuck her once he tied her up and stuff like that. So um, they agreed to do a scene where he was going to tie them up and leave them. And so he gave them like a bunch of water to drink before and then tied them up and blindfolded them and only gagged the, the friend who was curious um, and then left. And so it had like this whole long thing where like they thought that he actually left and they're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? You know what? No, it's okay. We're okay with this. And they're like, like kind of murmuring to each other. And it's like, this really sweet moment where they kind of like, they bond more and the other girl, they, they end up peeing on him themselves and it's even more bonding. It's, it's fantastic. And then it reveals the entire time this was happening. The dude didn't actually leave. He like crawled out onto the balcony right behind them and was there the whole time, like ready with scissors and like ready to like completely yeah. stop everything okay. at any so point. Yeah. Rule one, never leave anybody alone who's in bondage, tied up, or leather restraints. Never. Period. You, you lose your, your BDSM gold sticker off your forehead if you do that. Mm -hmm. No doing that shit. Not my gold sticker. Not your gold, yeah. Um, I, had I know a you and you would never, you would never leave anybody in bondage alone. Mm -hmm. No. I had a closed circuit TV monitoring system for when I did abandonment scene. Yeah. Um, so you could just sit in the other room and watch them on a camera. And that's yeah, just, to make sure they're cool. And, and, and mm -hmm. if, yeah, it is hot. And if you can do that, if you got a close, if you got a baby monitor, a closed monitor system, sure. Uh, the only other way to do it is with blindfolds and then you do the, mm -hmm. I'm walking out, shut the door, but you're really in the room. Yeah. Because you can't leave, you cannot leave people. Don't mm -hmm. think about it. Mm -hmm. No.
that's that's some fucked up shit, man. Yeah, it's not okay. It's not. Yeah, that is not okay. So, Kira, have you ever done? I mean, so my partner and I do BDSM therapy. Uh, like I think I said, if if we haven't played in X amount of time, she'll say hi. I need caller time, and that's her way of saying that she wants either some uh, DS or 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 impact play or bondage or something, and then we'll talk about, okay, what do you feel you need? Because she needs to, let's say, quiet the voices in her head. She needs to stop spinning out. And one way to help her stop spinning out is either bondage or impact play or, or BS or, you know, all of the above. And it, it helps, helps chill her out. Um, but I have friends that I've talked to who do, um, uh, sadomasochistic masturbations on themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, whenever I'm by myself, that's the way I do it, because I'm more of a, I'm gonna give myself this pain so I can trick my mind into thinking that I need to be upset about this pain in particular, and that'll help me cry about the other thing. <laughs> so that's the way I like to do electricity. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know um, I like to do electricity and gagging stuff the most, because I love drooling on myself. I love okay. the idea of, I don't have to talk right now because I can't talk. There's something in my mouth and no one would expect me to have anything to say right now because I can't talk even if I'm by myself. Um, and then with electricity stuff, I can play around with the different pain levels without having to worry about giving myself any bruises or marks of any mm -hmm. kind. Mm -hmm. Okay, right, because you, you're a performer so you can't mark yourself up. Mm -hmm. So electricity works for you. Oh yeah, I, I love it a lot. <laughs> and, um, so can I show you the, the stuff that I- Yeah, 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 please do. <laughs> so this, I have a, a violet wand thing too. Um, but this is really, really cool because it has uh, the whole vibration thing where I can masturbate with it. And I'm really, really scared of electricity around my actual pussy. But I can go ahead and use these two bands against my arm. I can do it on my nipples and I can just play with myself and shock myself all over. Um, yeah, what is that? What is that called? That's the Zeus. Um, yeah, the Zeus Electrosex one. The Zeus what? Electrosex. The Electrosex one. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, yeah, I see it, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I can just either do the vibration where it's just like a, any other kind of vibrator wand where this feels super great against your clit and just for sensory stuff, it just feels kind of relaxing. And then you can do this button right here, which will, I have this, yeah. So this right now, it only is going to shock me if I press this button on the side and if I have both of these metal bands against my skin. Um, so with this, I can just shock my arm, um, which is distracting and fun for me personally. Mm -hmm. Or if I really want to ramp it up, I can have it go on continuously by pressing the middle button. Um, and then it'll just kind of pulse. Um, and I usually, this is what I was talking about, I don't have a, I, I don't feel like I have a high pain tolerance because I usually don't go above the two dots. It can go like, how many dots is this shit? Five fucking dots. Yeah, no, I don't do that. <laughs> I usually would just either do one or two, um, and that's enough for me. And I think that's pretty good for most people. I think if you're <laughs> a five dot person, you're you're woohoo. I, yeah. I don't. I, I've never tried to go up higher than that. Um, it's a little scary for me, but really fun. <laughs> I feel like if I was doing it with someone else, then I could like do that. Okay, do it. But, but do it. <laughs> it's harder. <laughs> And you know, thank goodness that if, if you did do that with that, it's just one little one hit. Yeah. It's not like you're you're doing some weird suspension or you're doing like I want to do five zippers at once. No, mm -hmm. it, it's just hit, and then you go ah, never do that again. Or oh, I kind of dug it. Mm. Mm -hmm. so. You know, I used to just use this on my arms and my nipples. Um, so yeah, is my favorite like self BDSM thingy, and then. You also have things like this, um, where I can use this with a wand um, touch plate thing, either by myself or with another person. So um, the violet wand hooked up to that? Um, well, no, with the touch plate, it'll make myself a conductor, and then yeah. if I add this to it, it'll like shock me as I'm putting it on or put it on first, and then if I rake it against somebody's skin, it'll kind of jump. Or yeah, it's, it's just a little, It's a little, a little cat's claw. Yeah, oh, sorry. I should probably say the names. Yes. <laughs> no, this goes out in this format, and it also goes out as a non-visual podcast. It's just audible, mm -hmm. so. Oh, okay. What, what's she talking about? I don't know. Yeah. 
I'm it's like a it's two rings and then prongs that come off of that so I can just kind of lightly scratch and by itself it's really nice just because it's yeah <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> okay, so Kira's scratching her neck right now with the, with the thing. It. It's, it's not super, super sharp, so I don't have to be scared of this actually penetrating my, sh my skin as long as I'm only lightly dragging it against myself. Mm -hmm. um, and then with somebody else, if I lightly press and lightly scratch, it feels really scary if you're blindfolded, um, but you're, it's not really that dangerous. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. A, it's a great toy. I love that one. Mm -hmm. It's so a I'm good really sensory. Happy. It's a nice. It's a nice sensory toy that it's. It's mm -hmm. going to be actually fairly difficult for anybody to do a lot of damage with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then if especially if I'm by myself, um, gagging stuff is really good. The ball gags, and I usually like the stuff that has smaller ball gags, but just enough to make it so I can't really close my mouth well, and I have to do all over myself. And yeah, that, is, that is actually really, the thought of you jacking off gagged by yourself is it's really hot. It is hot. It's oh, really yeah. hot, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just got this hood. It's like a, a face harness with a ball gag in it. And I'm going to try to put it on. Please don't laugh at me if I put this I on. I sent that to you, right? Huh? Yeah, you I did. I sent that to you. Mm-hmm, you did. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. No, I saw this on the, on the site. And really wanted it really badly because it looks really pretty in my opinion. Because I, I really love the looks of harnesses on chests and like legs, where it's the strappy things are cool. Yeah, um, that same sexy strappy thing, but on your face. On your face, the sexy strappy mm -hmm. thing on your face. Mm-hmm. So let me see if I can. Now, you go ahead and gag yourself, and and Aiden and I will just talk amongst ourselves and watch. I'll just talk amongst ourselves. Yeah. Having a good day. Yeah, I'm having a fine day. Oh, good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's all, um, it's all, it's all fabulous. There you go. That's hot. Yeah, I love those head harnesses. They're so beautiful. That's sexy. <laughs> now, now, you would have to go to the bathroom or something, which we're not going to do now, and straighten out all the, all the, all the stuff that's going on back there. Yeah, it needs to be adjusted. It needs to be adjusted. <laughs> but if you, just, if you just sit like that, I can't see that, the, the mess behind you, and you look gorgeous. <laughs> That counts. That very, counts. very sexy. sexy. Yeah. yeah. We'd have to adjust the chin strap and some other stuff. And, oh, higher. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. pop it behind your teeth. Behind your teeth. Yeah. There you go. I love Funny when I first, when I very first started shooting bonded stuff uh, forever ago, um, there were certain really simple things I didn't know, like that. Like don't push the gag out past your teeth, even if yeah. you can. Right. And so I would get emails from people when I first started publishing work and they're like, you don't know what you're doing. And it's like, well, you really, you're absolutely right. Actually. I Ooh, don't. So funny. And it's like, well, you, you gags go behind the teeth and you would never do this with this. And then, you know, after you do it 20, 30 years, you're like, well, this does go with that because I say so, but I, but gags still go behind the teeth. <laughs> See, that looks really, that looks really sexy. That looks good. That looks good. You, you, darling. <laughs> uh -huh. You look beautiful. You look beautiful. Are we gonna? Are we gonna segue? We're gonna kind of. Are we gonna kind of segue? And are you guys ready? Are you good? Oh yeah, I would love to show you how I masturbate with this and everything. I just need a second to set it up. Okay, yeah. you jump on there. You 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 do that. This is Ian Rath. Thank you for downloading and enjoying the podcast. XRU is brought to you by ExtremeRestraints.com. ExtremeRestraints.com and XRU believe that adults of all genders, orientations, cultures, identities, and abilities have the right to choose their sexual identity and express without fear of judgment or persecution. We support the right to intimacy and passion in sexual relationships, the pursuit of sex-positive education and sexual desires, to help educate people to have healthy and fulfilling sex lives, and to encourage sexual exploration and enhance sexual wellness. And um, we're back. Kira, Kira just just kind of did a little reconfigure thing, um, which is all good. Notice she is, she is naked with the, uh, the jackhammer, the little jackhammer fucking machine, which we're going to see how well that thing works on you. I'm, 
I'm really excited. So this has the suction cup, and I'm used to suction cup only really attaching to glass, like mirrors or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but this is all my bed. This is all my bed frame, and it's really solid. I just have to tighten this part right here so I can have Adjust it. Adjust and, and you just and I just watched you attach it to your hardwood floor, and you said it stuck there fine too. Uh, so I can squat on it. I just wanted like I like when my body looks when I'm like this. So I wanted to do that. I do under I do understand. I'm gonna put my hood back on so I don't have to talk. <laughs> ah, but so this is something you would do on your own as not as a performer but as like a a therapy on a Thursday afternoon when mm -hmm. when you just needed to get out of your mind a little bit. Yes, because um, this is something where I can put myself in a stress position. I can. Make it so I can rule on myself, I can shock myself, I can scratch at myself a little bit, and I can get fucked really hard, even if I don't have someone to do some hard fucking with me. Okay. <laughs> but, and this is talking in terms of BDSM and therapy, this gets you out of, let's say, maybe a negative headspace and gets you to think about nothing for a time. Yes. It's very much engaged in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So you're not thinking about, all the stupidity in the world or what the hell is going on you're very much engaged in you're getting fucked you're you're drooling on yourself you're gagged and you're like you're in the moment mm -hmm. you're just really in the moment and that and that helps you relax that helps you feel a little better about the day and stuff mm -hmm. okay we're speaking gag no worries because those people who are, are not watching this and only getting the podcast, Kira has successfully gagged herself. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah, you forgot about the egg toy. Mm -hmm. That did um, um, inside your pussy. Mm -hmm. oh, that a inside your pussy. Mm -hmm. Fun. Uh, it has it. Oh, ah! Mm -hmm. Oh, and the brace controller for the mm -hmm. toy. That's cool. Well, that toy is from the uh, Whisper series, and mm -hmm. it's voice activated. There it is. That is the voice activated 10X vibrating egg with remote control. All right, and it looks like Kira's going to warm up with that toy before um, she rides the fucking machine. And I take it you successfully figured out how to use it, that it's turned on to the voice control bit. So you can now go, eh, eh, and it'll buzz, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just so everyone knows, that is not an electrical toy. She just buzzed herself. So, yeah, sorry. I, I'm spinning up my gag so I can let you guys know. So it has two different settings. It has the continuous, just like normal vibration thing where you can press a button and play around with the vibrations, or you can have the voice activated. So I pressed the wrong button, and was expecting to have to scream in order to make it buzz, but it just started coming, and I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> that was adorable. It was. Right. That was adorable. So let me turn on the vibration part. Okay. Uh, so the voice activating thing. Okay. Uh, oh, no. Uh, give me a second. I think I jammed the button. There we go. Well, there's the pressure of masturbating on camera, I guess. Well, I'm going to do just the vibration thing then. Yeah. Shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. It's okay. It worked one time. Is, is the toy itself, you may want to pull the toy out and make sure that the little glowy light on the end is on. Yes. Okay. The glowy light wasn't there. Now you can see that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so now good. if you hit the button or the voice activated, it should work. So now, <laughs> now it works. Now it works. I'm gonna put this by you guys. Oh, fun. Oh, okay, fun. Does it, does it work when we talk loud? Yes, okay. <laughs> so it's, it's buzzing away. Okay, cool. Buzz, buzz.
Yeah. Okay, you, you, I, I, I would, I would, Kira, I would love to see you do a little BDSM jack off with electricity. There's mm -hmm. nothing more right at this moment that I would like to see. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm usually really afraid of playing with my pussy and electricity, but I know what this feels like, and I know that it's really like a pulse. And I can control the, the, the electricity with this button on the side. So I'm going right. to try that. You're in charge. Mm -hmm. So it's the lowest setting on both of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to gag myself again now. <laughs> and the egg. And the egg. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm going to get closer. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. It's a good combo. Visually, it's very stimulating seeing like the um, head harness and the gag, and then the toy, um, the insertable toy. You can see like, mm -hmm. a little light part of it coming little out. The light sticking out, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's visual. It is visually very beautiful. Very beautiful. It's very beautiful. Well, funny lately, I have. Oh, I guess you, you hit the uh, the electrical button, didn't you? <laughs> so I have the microphone on the ground, so it wasn't picking up while I was just moaning. But whenever I screamed, the egg like gave me a reward of vibration inside of me. Okay, that's so funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna try again. Yeah, voice-activated boxes are so fun. Well, that looks like a good time. Funny fact about that toy, the, the shocky one. Mm -hmm. um, don't don't uh, like if your sub is masturbating in this fashion. Don't um, stand too close to them in the front without having their legs restrained, or you will get kicked in the face. You will get kicked. Yes. Yep. Yep. I'm I'm familiar with this dynamic. Yeah. Did you get kicked in the face? I did. I did. I got kicked in the face. Only once, right? Only one time. <laughs> yeah, only, and now I go to the side. <laughs> because that happens. <laughs> well, you know, I found out years ago that if you're going to do uh, really even moderate BDSM scenes with, uh, uh, and, and take heels off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're going to get killed. <laughs> yeah. My heels are very sexy, but they, they got to go because they, yeah. they will fuck you <laughs> up, man. If they kick you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever done it on my pussy, and it's not—it's not like out of that, like too much painful. It's just so, so different than what I'm used to that I keep laughing, and then that activates the egg, and it's just it's cool. <laughs> so it's almost—it's like you're doing Kira. It's almost like you're doing predicament sex on yourself. <laughs> no, this is a really good combination. I'm gonna go ahead and switch this out though. Oh, let me turn it off so it doesn't start buzzing right there. Okay. Oh, oh, that's cool. If I press the button on the egg itself, I can press it, play with the uh, settings with how much the vibrations are going. That's cool. So it turns off completely. There we go. Yeah. And it's rechargeable, so you're good to go. So I'm gonna go ahead and fuck myself and scratch myself. Okay. Yes. And you might, you know, what I would really appreciate is, is when next time you put the gag in, tighten mm -hmm. up the chin strap. Yes, sir. Because it's just bugging me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We all have our little weirdnesses. That could be one of my, but I, I've recently rediscovered gags. I'm digging gags again lately. Yeah. They're fun to play That's with again. Well, they had kind of lost their majesty for a few years and now the majesty is back. And I'm like, I'm liking gags again. Oh, much sexier. Uh-oh. She's down. She's okay, on the ground. That looks much more comfortable. Mm -hmm. 
I would assume as soon as Kira gets that chin strap tightened up, she she will turn the uh, mm -hmm. the jackhammer on, or whatever it's yeah, it's the jackhammer I think. Yeah, J A X X X. Yeah. Oh, Jax. Jax. A very nice. porn spelling of Jax, but Jax. Very porno, very porno. J-A-X-X-X. I think she's digging it. it looks great. And she's drooling on and you're drooling on yourself, Kira. Uh-huh. Now I would call this a BDSM masturbation. Oh yes. She she's fucking herself. She's got a head oh, harness yes. on. She's got the cat's claw thing or whatever that's called. Absolutely. Yeah. And very sexy. If if my submissive was doing this, I would be cheering her on. Mm -hmm. Oh, here comes the one. Okay, you do that. Let's see if you don't jump so far as it pulls that thing out of you. Oh, you're gonna do it that way. Yeah, now she's just kind of shocking, like. Her leg and her body, function for her body, and then using the vibration function when she's ready um, on her pussy. <laughs> well, that looks fun. I got off in just a second, so I can lift a second. <laughs> I turned it up to three for the first time. <laughs> oh, you did? How was that? Oh, that was really good. Wow. Cup is really holding up well. Yeah. How's how's the how's the fucking machine holding up, Kira? Okay, cool. It's on a different setting right now. It's kind of pulsing. Okay, yeah, I can see that. That's why I, I asked. That's why it has different settings, so you can set it up however you want, whatever feels good to your body. You should do. Yeah, the, the, the thing that was on your finger was the stainless steel cat nails. That, yeah, stainless steel cat nails. <laughs> Fun? Uh-huh. Looks like that. Girl. That, looks, that looks fun from here.
And is, is Aiden, as far as I remember, Kirillex uh, to be told to come or to be given permission to come, is that correct? Uh, oh, there is Peggy. Yeah, that's that's what I thought was going to happen next because I, I, I remember this stuff. Yes, yes. I think yes. I well, Aiden, do you, do you think she should come? A, a small amount of begging, more begging. Oh, okay. Can can we have some small amounts uh, of begging? begging? It's just so cute. It's like the best part. True, yeah. I, I do enjoy that. Yeah. And, and I will sometimes go, you know, darling, begging is not just continually asking the same thing over and over again. You have to beg. <laughs> and the desperation sets in. It just may be too sexy to stop. That's what I think. That's, that's where I'm coming from at the moment, too. <laughs> well, that was clever. I don't know that I've seen anybody else do that before. It's kick the ball gag back in the mouth by shaking it. Very dexter. Very, very... Very, yes. Very dexterous. Not dexter-ish, dexterous. 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 I think so. What do you think, Ian Rath? Yes. Go ahead, Kira. Go on, come. Come for us. <laughs> I think she likes those toys. Look at that fucking machine. It's holding up so well. It's just still going. Yeah, it's going. <laughs> It's still going. Okay, you want to you want to you want to strip that harness off your pretty head for a minute? Yes, yeah, so we can talk. Yes, so sir. We can, we can chat. Let me turn all of these things off too. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your various sex toys off. Well, you know, when you're by yourself, you have to hit all those off buttons after you come. If somebody else has been playing with you, they're kind of responsible for it, right? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> well. I you seem to be in a very, let's say the word, jolly mood now. Yeah. <laughs> this thing is fucking cool. Um, I didn't expect to like watching myself on the screen as much as I did. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, what thing is very cool? You can't say what thing and, and oh, what okay. thing? So the electro thing? I fucking about thing? this. The, the beginning where every time I shocked myself, I would scream loud enough for the microphone or the egg to pick me up. Mm -hmm. um, and then it would give me like a nice little zap of vibration right after I gave myself the zap of the electricity. And then, you know, this isn't as scary as I thought it was earlier. I turned it up to three and basically what it was doing, I, I thought at first it wasn't working, but it kind of builds up. It doesn't just start at three, it'll like pulse mm -hmm. up. <laughs> so that was really cool. I was kind of holding it against myself like, huh, I wonder why it's not going in. And it just went. <laughs> So, so that's a so so the shock wand is very cool yes. to now. You're not as scared of it. The Zeus uh, electro sex wand is really really fucking cool and not as scary as I previously thought, which makes me happy because um, now I get to experiment with it more. Uh, but yeah, no, the the way it kind of pulses and builds up the electricity whenever you turn up the settings is really cool. And I just kind of play around with this button on the side. You can have it so it's continuously. Uh, shocking too if you press the, the middle button um, but yeah I just had the side button where every time I pressed it it would start the electrical current and it would just build up to the setting that I put it at and 
So trying to concentrate on not moving off the stick, which also feels good on the, the jackhammer, while shocking myself to the point where I had to jump. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you seem very happy at this moment. I'm, I am a, a happy little slut, yes. Okay, cool. So, so at least in this guy's right now, BDSM is, is happy therapy really worked for you. It's yes. not that you seem okay. sad or upset when we first started talking, but you seem a couple of clicks higher now. I'm like, wee. Yeah, no, for this, it was, I, I wanted to push myself a little bit, just a tiny, mm -hmm. tiny bit, and see if I could take more of the electricity, because I figured, worst case scenario, it would be too much, and I would have to put it back down. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, now I'm really proud of myself for going a little bit higher, so I feel like that was still pretty therapeutic, because I feel a little bit more confident now. Cool. Mm -hmm. That is fabulous, loving you. <laughs> and the, the little cat's paw thing with the cat's knife and cat meal or something was fun. And... Oh yeah, I just like the way light scratches feel. Um, so being able to, I don't have to like carry a knife or something like that that would be super dangerous, but still just scratch myself as I'm getting fucked. Sure. Yeah. Myself. Mm -hmm. Cool. You know, I would have never thought of putting that on a partner so they could scratch themselves while they were getting fucked. I like that. I, I'm going to I'm going to use that knowledge. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's really cool. Okay, cool. I'm I'm very happy. I uh, okay. No, thank you. I I really, really, really fucking love this. I just think it looks super hot. So beautiful. I love cat so I think what you need to do here is at some point go to the bathroom and get with the mirror and set all the buckles up. And then all you have to do is undo one buckle and put it on, but all the other buckles will already be in place where they're supposed to. Because they take, you know, five or 10 or 15 minutes to set up. You have to get them even on the side and in the back and stuff. But once you do that and it's set up to you, then you just have to undo one buckle and you can get it on and off. There's one part that was like a little bit turned around. Now I see. All right. I can do that now if you want me to. No, 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 you're good. You're good. You, you look sexy in it, and we just didn't look at it in the back. It just makes me feel pretty. <laughs> you, you always look gorgeous. But yeah, that is a very sexy piece on you. Yeah, it's beautiful. Kira, is there anything, any, any last parting words of wisdom that you'd like to say to anybody that's thinking about doing either BDSM as therapy or, or starting down the road of, of BDSM masturbation and stuff? Oh, I noticed we didn't pull out the clover clamps. I completely forgot about the clover clamps. Nope, totally There's cool. So much stuff. I, I forgot to put You know what? If you would fuck yourself with that thing, use the wand, use the cat scratcher, and put the clover clamps on, you may have given yourself a little a little too much stimulation. <laughs> Just thinking. Possible. You know, there is a point where, you know, you do scenes with somebody, and it's like one more thing is going to put them over the edge. Yeah. And, and not in a good way, in a bad way. Yeah. You know, because you've yeah, done things like, with people that are like, too much stimulation. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, what would you like to have stopped now? Because let's say we're doing three things to you. I can only do two. I can't do the third. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, that, that was really fun. I, I really, really believe strongly that BDSM as therapy, you know, with a trusted partner or by yourself is a really good idea, but only if you're willing to be honest with yourself and whoever else may be involved about what your limits are and what your boundaries are and what you're expecting and what you're hoping to get out of it. That way you don't end up doing something that will essentially scar you for life. Um, yeah. so, no so, yeah. scarring. Mm -hmm. No scarring. Well, it's like yeah. you and the wand today is you jumped it up one notch. Mm -hmm. yeah, and you, but you did that on your own. Nobody yeah, asked I did it because I felt comfortable doing it. I decided that I wanted to just test things out and see. Yeah. And yeah, it makes me feel really fucking happy with myself, which is part of why I love BDSM. It's, I degraded myself and made myself feel better. <laughs> All at the same time. How fucking yeah. fabulous. Cool. Aiden, you have any parting words of extreme wisdom? I do. Um, just to remember that while BDSM is therapeutic, it is no substitute for actual therapy. Mm -hmm. So um, go to actual yeah. therapy with an actual therapist and just use this for fun sometimes. Yeah, we are in no way, shape, or form saying that this should take the place of your regular therapy. What right. I think what we are saying and what I'm saying 
is that if you do a little BDSM, whether with a partner or yourself, uh, you can escape. Yeah, you can maybe escape or 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 quit your head from spinning out for a little bit. That's mm -hmm. all. Absolutely. This is if you're in therapy, stay in therapy. Do what your therapist. Yeah. You both. Both is good. Both is good. <laughs> both is both is good. Okay, so hey, everybody, thank you for joining us. Um, I hope you learned something. I hope maybe you learned something that you can put into practice. Okay, and we will we will we will see you next month. So bye. Hi, everybody. This is Ian Rapp. Thanks for downloading the podcast and supporting our show. You're listening to Extreme Restraint University. 